health care. We've talked about it before on the show, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. It's a never-ending issue, uh, not just in Alberta, but certainly in Alberta, but the whole country wrestles with this issue. Um, and you've heard the stories. For years, there have been issues with recruiting and retaining health care workers. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, the province announced that the emergency departments in Swan Hills and Consort, Alberta, would be seeing restricted hours due to staffing. So, And, and we've, we've, we've heard these stories before in different places around the province. The stories come and then there's a, a, you know, they, they go away and then there's another location that deals with the same issue. But it's constant and it's happened for a very, very long time. So is there a solution? How can you get more healthcare professionals in rural areas. It seems to be a problem that we haven't done a great job in tackling thus far, but we'll see. Maybe we can come up with a a solution here, at least some ideas. We're going to chat with Natalia Brown, who's an associate professor of economics at Nipissing University. Um, Natalia, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me on your show. It, this really has been an ongoing issue for some time. And, and it's like I say, I mean, Alberta has the stories, but but the entire country does, right? I mean, every single jurisdiction, every province in Canada has faced a similar problem. Yes, that's right. I mean, we have a healthcare worker shortage in Ontario and in the small and northern communities, they feel it much, much harder. Now, you're an immigration researcher, and, and we have recruited international professionals in the past, correct, right? We've done that? That's been part of a strategy? Yes, that has been part of the strategy using provisional licenses or return of service agreements, you know, giving them a pathway to full licenses. How effective has it been? Has it worked? Well, it has worked in terms of getting people to the small communities, but they don't stay because they don't address the reasons why people leave. Um, such as social right. isolation and professional isolation. Okay, so we're getting people over uh, to get started on the program, but but they don't stay in the rural communities. Why wh- Why not? What are they facing? What's um, having them abandon sort of the path that they were on? Well, you have to have a certain skill set to work in rural and small communities because of the resources and the limited number of access to specialists and so on. So first of all, you know, when you're working in that kind of environment, you need to have a broader skill set and people need to know that going in. And so if you're not prepared for that, that can lead to stress and anxiety. Um, there's also limited opportunities for, um, you know, replacements so that you can do professional development yeah. or even take vacation. So um, there's a limited backfill pool for um, um, nurses and physicians. So uh, that's also one of the things. So they de- they're dealing with professional isolation and stress on the job. And then there's also the social aspect of it. I mean, when you're bringing people in from other countries, they're bringing their families. And so if their families aren't happy or they don't integrate in the community, um, that can also cause them to leave. Yeah, absolutely. It would. Um, is this, is there, I don't know how to put it. Is there additional complications like the ones that you're mentioning when it, we're dealing with healthcare professionals or does this apply fairly universally to all newcomers who find themselves in, in rural areas? I think it can be acute for healthcare workers because of the nature of their job, because, um, you know, they're essential. Um, other um, professions, you you know, your work, you could, you, you could probably take time off if you were, you know, in another profession and not feel the burden that the entire community is depending on mm-hmm, you. You yeah. know, you're the one specialist, the one neurologist in the community uh, kind of a thing. So I think it's a, an, it's an extra heavy burden 
on um, healthcare workers because of the, the essential nature of what they do and also when you're new to a newcomer to the country or the community. Okay, so, so those are some of the issues. What are the solutions? What can we do better? What, you know, how can we come up with a way to, to encourage people to stay? Well, I think we need to give them, you know, those reasons to stay. Uh, we need to build in to, you know, the contracts or, you know, the attraction or the package that we uh, we offer to them, um, the supports that they need, you know, built-in opportunities for professional development. We need to show them clear pathways for advancements in their careers, um, you know, have you know, as part of the recruitment strategy, make sure that we have people to replace them. And at the same time, you know, surround their families and the community with the supports that they need to kind of to integrate, right? So, you know, if they're coming with a spouse, provide the spouse support in terms of employment, provide the spouse support in terms of social interactions, um, think about the children, make sure that they have adequate access to health care, that they're um, in the community that they provide, um, you know, their, their experiences at school are positive, and if there is a situation, deal with it. Yeah. Would it are we doing a job of recruiting the proper people? Like, I'm just thinking of this, and I don't know how this works, so uh, tell me if I'm completely out to lunch here, but are we focusing on people that maybe are from smaller communities or rural communities? That's where they're from in terms of being a qualifier, because... I mean, I don't care where you're coming from around the world. If you're coming from a massive, giant city and you're ending up in a community of 1,500 people in in Alberta or Ontario or wherever, there's culture shock there. I mean, it's completely understandable how that would be a very difficult adjustment. Yeah, well, we see that whether you're Canadian-born or foreign-born or or, or a uh, foreign-educated doctor or nurse coming in, if you're from a rural community, there's a greater chance that you'll actually stay. Yeah. Right? So, we, you know, the data actually supports that. And it's not just, um, you know, whether or not you're from there, but if you've had extensive exposure to working or living in a rural community. And then there's also the stage of your life. That's also another uh, thing that we should be looking at. We know that people with families and at certain stages of their careers may find working in a smaller community satisfies their needs in terms of what they want. Um, for example, getting adequate housing when you have a family and, you, and, and having the space and access to green space and outdoors and recreational activities that you would get in a smaller community. I mean, when you have kids, um, you don't want a, uh, hours of commuting. You know, when you're in a small community, you can get to each place, you know. Five, yeah. eight minutes at a time. Exactly, yeah. If that, in some cases. Um, Talia, interesting discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me. Take you, care. You too.